Okay, the question today is, what's missing in our education system? The answer is simple. Education. Make-believe education, pretend education, faux education, period. We have that multiple times, period. What's missing is real education. We need lots of honesty to talk about this and to explain the terms. Let's start by saying education is not rocket science. It has never been rocket science. You teach the kids reading, writing, and arithmetic. Then you give them knowledge as much as they can handle about geography, comma, history, comma, science, the arts, and literature, whatever the subjects you want. Then you have an educated person, which is a reasonable and prudent goal for the entire country. But the schools now are creating sub-educated people, non-educated people, comma, deliberately dumbed down people before they even start. Now John Dewey and his progressives more than a hundred years ago set out to undo the traditional pattern. That project has been very successful. This decline, as it has unfolded over the past hundred and some years, is perfectly summed up in Charlotte Iserby's phrase, the deliberate dumbing down of America. The key word there, please note, is deliberate, intentional, premeditated. The point always is to realize that none of this could happen by accident. Oh, you can have an accident here and an accident there, but if you have 10 or 15 accidents in a row, you assume somebody's has criminal intent. All right, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, the government connected an elaborate study of the country's educational practices. The result was called a nation at risk, which stated that our public schools were so bad, they seemed to have been designed by a hostile foreign power. And here's the punchline on that, nothing has improved. Okay, here's my biggest, broadest concern. If we don't save the public schools, we won't save very much else, including America, democracy, free enterprise, Western civilization, or anything else you want to name. The left has done a great job of sabotaging the public schools, period, in the trademark of their activities. They never know when to stop. They'll burn all the schools and, and call it the brave new school of the future. Okay, so where are we today? I finally reached a uh, punchline, not a punchline, but a kind of summary line several years back where it hit me one day. I said, you know what? There are no good ideas left in the public schools. Basically, the progressives crusaded against all the good ideas and one by one defeated them and drove them into exile. So now we have things like sight words to teach reading, but doesn't work. We have things like constructivism, which keeps teachers from teaching. That's lunacy. We've got new math and reform math and such matters which garble math and make children hate math. They're, they're colossal frauds. And we got the worst method of all, which is look, say, hold words, cite words, etc. Introduced in 1931, it was clear from the start this method didn't work. In Johnny Can't Read, a book by Rudolf Flesch, the basic ideas 
is that you have kids memorize words as graphic designs. Now, just think of uh, foreign currencies, or some people built radios, they know their radio uh, symbols for the antenna and the battery. Or maybe you might know um, uh, weather symbols. You can have a map with symbols all over it, and those symbols have very precise meanings. And you don't, there's no pronunciation given, it's just a graphic design, and you have to memorize, oh, this means cold front, or whatever it is. It still doesn't work for the very simple reason that for the human brain to get even past two or three, four hundred is very difficult. Many children, this may shock some of you because you haven't been paying attention and your newspapers aren't going to tell you the truth. Some children never get to 25. They start, you know, in the third and fourth grade, they're confusing the and is or, you know, just because they're short words. So you have really nothing going. But guess what? Little children are still coming home with list of sight words they are told to memorize. That's pathetic. That's like the same gang com keeps coming up to your house every year and and pretending not to know who you are or to have been there. And while you talk to a couple of them, the other ones run around the backyard and steal something. And they think, oh, they can get get away with it again and again and again. So basically, what our education establishment has deliberately done is to inject. Well, first you discredit the good theft, and then you inject inferior methods into the school system. Just the way you put viruses into a computer. It's, it's strangely analogous. You can put them in there, somebody who knows what they're doing, drops them in there, and everything suffers. The machine doesn't work. And you can go in there, as it were, with tweezers. And you can delete things. Or you can move things into the trash. And uh, you can do the same thing with a school. You look around the school and say, well, they're, hey, they're making kids memorize sight words. But uh, it's not working. In fact, here, really, this is the ultimate irony in our school system. No memorization is encouraged anywhere except in the one area where it's the least useful, which is memorizing sight words. Okay, now, what are we going to do about this situation? Is there any remedy? Because I always like to close with what, not to leave parents, uh, school systems, and whatever communities in a hopeless situation where there's really no hope, or really nothing to, to build around. Well, really, I, I, I think there's a lot you can build around. The first step is to know what's going on. I get a little tedious on this subject, I'm afraid, but I think it's absolutely important. You can't fight these people unless you know as much about the game as they know. Let's say you don't know what a sight word is, or you don't know what phonics are. Well, those people are going to run circles around you. They're going to keep your kid dumb and dumber. Dumb and Dumber, famous movie, but it unfortunately describes our culture now. And when you learn, and it takes very little time, because these things are not rocket science. These things are cheap cons. I, I, I've written some articles on three-card Monty. I don't know how many of you have ever heard of that. That's just three cards, and you shuffle them around, and, and you can always fix it. So the one that's... Um, the 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 sucker who's trying to guess where the ace of spades is or whatever the card is, when he touch it, when you touch, pick up the card he points to, it's always at something else. You can set it up any way you want, of course. The point is, once a, a person learns the hustle well, and it does take hours and maybe days, because you're kind of shuffling them in a way, but you, 
you have to read an article on it. it it's uh, in the, on Google in several different places. But the point is, the card that you will think you're following is always somewhere else. And here's the thing, the sucker never wins. Because if by chance, or because you don't even know what you're watching, you pick the right card, at that moment, they have a third, they have a, well, the, the guy who's the, um, so to speak, yeah, the card dealer, he's got somebody in the crowd who's with him. And uh, that guy just starts yelling, cops, cops, and then everybody scatters. You never saw people move so fast as two or three of these hustlers moving away from the scene of the hustle. And that way, no debts can be settled. Nobody can come and say, oh, you owe me $10 or whatever it is, because everybody goes in a different direction. And then 10 minutes later, they meet again on a different corner, three blocks away. It's a very amazing thing because it's relentless. And I've watched these people, and I have convinced myself that I knew which way, where the card was. And I, of course, I didn't because I was as big a fool as all the other fools standing there gaping at this thing. But the public putting up with the public schools is just like those people who don't know where the Ace of Spades is. They don't know why their kids can't read. They don't know why the kid doesn't know the simplest things because it's all intended. It's an elaborate exercise in making you feel futile. So you'll give up your society, your customs, your traditions, your religions, everything that you might have thought defined America or your community or your life. All of those things are being put in the garbage. That's the goal. All right, so what to do is simply to learn these things. Take a few minutes. I've got articles on all these subjects all over the place. Uh, and, of course, I've got a book out called Saving K-12, and it's got a section on each different major kind of course or curriculum. And you, you learn it to the point that, you know, maybe it takes 20 minutes. It's not a big deal. It, it's really, it's, a, it's kind of like... Um, the Ponzi scheme that, uh, Met, I want to say Madoff, <laughs> that's not his right, Madoff, yeah, Madoff. The, the Ponzi scheme that Madoff did, once somebody explains it to you, he's not actually trading. He's not actually making any money. It's the new money coming in from the new suckers, and that money is sent to the old suckers, so they think they've got a great deal. They think they've got a magician who's making 10% on for their money all the time, and this attracts more new people. So as long as there's new people coming in, I mean, Madoff, I mean, my God, he cut a swath through uh, New York's social life. I mean, he may have had 500 to 1,000 suckers in the, on that. This was a $100 million, maybe a billion dollar scam. But each of these things, you, you learn what constructivism is and new math, and you learn why the kids don't know this and don't know that, then you'll be in, in control. You'll, you'll be boss. Then when the, the school system sends you a letter saying, we've adopted the new program session, you say, wait a minute, that thing's, that thing's ridiculous. Well, call up your friends and go down and, and uh, sit in the meeting or go to see the chief, and, uh, the principal, and say, listen, you're doing something that's really ridiculous, and I can show you why and explain it to you. And we're going to start organizing marches here and rallies. Well, here's what you're going to find. You put up resistance, they will back down. They don't want the bad press. They don't want you there every day making them feel like the crook, crook they are. So if, you, if you're if you a determined opponent of the things that they love to do, they will back down. And you know, 
there's something called an IEP, Individual Education Plan, and the, the laws were put into, I don't know whether was a deal was made or what, but the laws are that a parent can demand an IEP for their kid. I think 30 or 40 years ago, the progressives thought this was a clever way of undermining all traditional education because anything that the school didn't want to do, what would it, what did it do? You, you insist that the, the kids have an IEP which would give them the things you want to give them. But now it's been turned around by some uh, civil rights lawyers who are on the good side, and the parents go down and say, I want an IEP that includes phonics. I want an IEP that includes this, that, or the other. And they will have to give it to you. And they will fight, and they will hem, and they will haw. I, I had a guy send me the nicest letters one time where he said he would go down to see these people with my articles in his briefcase. And these pompous bureaucrats, administrators, would say, the trouble with you, Mr. Jones, is you don't understand education. And this guy would look at them and say, no, the trouble is you don't understand education. So he went down there like a Marine. And I have to be honest, the average guy is not as smart and tough as this particular person is. But everybody could be smarter and tougher than they're being right now. Because basically, it's almost a sadomasochistic relation where the parents get walked on and the kids get walked on. So I would say to everybody, learn enough about this so you can decide for yourself I'm saying something sensible or are you just going to give up and save yourself a lot of frustration. But I, I think you, if once you understood it, you would realize, hey, we can win this thing. We can win any particular part we choose to fight over. Overview. Let's Fix Education explores seven of my favorite themes. First. This podcast is a meditation on what I call the K-12 crime scene. So many destructive ideas. Understanding them is the key to fixing them. Two, by doing that we will have better schools at less cost. Three, nothing much changes decade to decade. The big questions of the 1930s were the big questions of the 1960s and the 1990s. Any subject we discuss can easily intersect with any other subject. Most people instinctively want traditional education, but the education establishment fills classrooms with progressive gimmicks. The result is that we have a standoff, and that's why you run into the same ideas over and over. Four, the big brains in education keep t telling students, don't bother memorizing this or that. You can look it up later. B.B. King, comma, the great guitarist, is much smarter. He said, the beautiful thing about learning is nobody can take it away from you. Five, Lenin's ghost wanders through our school system. The hard left thinks big. If they have to kill millions of people to build their perfect society, that's okay. Same goes for dumbing down millions of students. Totalitarians want power. They will do anything to get it. Six, if we are going to survive, we have to take each child to his or her limit. As it is, we are creating millions of sub-educated students from K right through college. Seven, analyzing education, especially dysfunctional education, is a lot more intellectually interesting than most people suppose. You'll enjoy this. Finally, P.S. My book, Saving K-12, runs parallel to everything discussed on this podcast. I also have an education site, improve-education.org, with 70 articles that complement everything discussed here. 
and I have hundreds of articles on the internet. Enter a topic in Google with my full name, Bruce Dietrich Price, and let Google make suggestions. Thank you for visiting.